As we arrived at Charlotte Douglas International Airport, I was filled with a sense of simultaneous worry and surrealism. This would be my first flight ever, and I had to check a bag full of the supplies that would keep me alive for the next week. But allow me to take a step back. I, accompanied by my good friend Caleb, was flying to Fairbanks, Alaska to meet up with Caleb's old friend, Kat. Kat was working at Pogo Mine, not too far from Fairbanks, and would have a week off, so we thought, how better to spend a week off of work than to backpack through Denali National Park? So with that, we packed our bags, checked in at the airport, and we were off. Two connecting flights and several hours of layovers ahead of us. After almost an entire day spent traveling, Caleb and I landed in Fairbanks and waited for Kat to arrive. I'd never actually met Kat at this point, only talked to her via text message in order to plan for this trip. When I did finally meet her, however, I was pleasantly surprised by her enthusiasm and professional-looking gear. This girl knew what she was doing. We talked for a few hours, then called a cab to take us to Sven's Hiker Hostel. And let me tell you, that hostel is a wonderful place to be. Our first full day in Alaska was spent running all over town, gathering the supplies we need before going into Denali. At the hostel that morning was a group of college students preparing for a trip into the Arctic Circle. The group consisted of four rather attractive guys and three equally good-looking girls, and all were quite friendly, and I managed to make nice conversation with one of the guys whom I found particularly cute. After tea, we headed into town, gathered supplies from the nearest grocery store, a Safeway in this case, and then headed to Taco Bell for breakfast, beginning a backpacking trip as only we could. We then made our way to an outfitter by the name of Beaver Sports and got any gear we didn't yet have, which included a few water bottles, sleeping pads, and camp stoves. Before heading back to the hostel, we stopped at a restaurant called Sam's Sourdough Cafe, where we had an absolutely delicious dinner. The next day we woke to brilliant sunlight, a high of about 70 and about a billion mosquitoes. That was the day we were to be bussed into Denali National Park, so we broke down camp, packed our bags, and headed into town to wait for what we thought would be a shuttle bus. However, the shuttle bus turned out to be a sprinter van pulling a trailer, but we loaded up our stuff anyway, and we were just as well off to Denali. Upon arriving, we went to the Wilderness Access Center, or WAC, and bought passes to camp at the Riley Creek Campgrounds for the night, as we were too late to catch the last bus into the park. After setting up camp, we headed to the Backcountry Center to talk to a ranger, watch the orientation video, and claim passes for Units 6 and 7. In case you're unaware, Denali is divided into 87 units, 41 of which have maximum hiker quotas. We were then given bear-resistant food containers and headed back to our campsite for the night, where we ate dinner, drank hard cider, and packed our bags for the next day. After breaking down camp, eating breakfast, and finishing packing our bags, the three of us headed to the bus stop where we waited for the school bus that would drop us off in a random location within our first unit. Kat and I began going over our route through Unit 6, as we'd have to skirt around a wolf den closure that's been there since the 70s. The bus arrived on time and we boarded without issue, and only then did I fully realize what we were about to do. We would be the only people for miles, completely at the mercy of our gear, our own skill, and the endless wilderness around us. One slip up could potentially result in serious injury. I stared out the window, watching the landscape unfold before me, and was relaxed for the first time during this adventure. As the bus came to a stop, and Kat started moving beside me, I was roused from my daydream and gathered my things to depart the bus. As we watched that bus drive away, we got out our maps and adjusted our course from our location. 
We hiked about three miles before stopping for the day. I don't think any of us were prepared for how tough that terrain would be. The next two days were spent mostly hiking from one location to the next, stopping occasionally to eat lunch or take in the scenery. And there was a lot of scenery. The units we were in are south of the Denali Park Road, bordered by the East Fork River on the west, and the Alaska Range Mountains from the northwest to the south. The elevation is above the tree line, so the ground is covered in wet tundra, separated by the occasional grouping of chest-high shrubs. The ground is also never flat, and we'd find ourselves climbing out of one valley to a ridgeline, only to see a bigger climb in front of us. The last night spent in the park was one I will never forget. We'd been hiking hard that day, and all we wanted to do was make camp and eat dinner. The only problem was that we were on a high spot and in view of the park road, which means we weren't allowed to camp there. After finding a spot to camp, we decided to make several packets of powdered mashed potatoes, and they were the best potatoes I have ever had. The following morning, we broke down camp and had tea while we talked about what the plan was after getting back to the park road and getting on a bus. Our main concern was the direction of travel of the bus. If we caught a bus going deeper into the park, it'd be hours before we got back to the WAC. But if we caught an outgoing bus, we wouldn't have another opportunity to see more of the park. In the end, curiosity got the better of us, and we caught a bus heading to the Isleson rest area before heading back out, which ended up giving us a chance to see Mount McKinley. Our driver was an old man named Ken, who we later found out had been volunteering in the park for years with his wife, but wouldn't be returning the following summer. He told us a very old Native American story of the origin of the mountain, originally called Dinali. He spoke volumes about the history of the park and the people who used to live on the land, and I once again found my mind wandering, imagining what it would have been like to live in such an extreme environment without any of the conveniences of modern technology. Listening to Sidewalk Confessionals. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Caleb. And today we're going to be talking about a trip that Caleb and I took to Denali National Park. Uh, how many years ago was that? It was um, the summer of 2016, I believe. 2016? Was it really that long ago? Maybe it was the summer of 2017. When are we now? What century are we in? I have no idea. Oh, I, I've lost track of time. Well, it happened. It, it happened a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, we went to Alaska. This is the first time I had ever flown. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah, the first time I had ever flown, um, the first time I had been, like, to a state that far from the state that I was living in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a cool trip. Yeah. And the first time uh, Caleb had ever done any, like, backpacking of that caliber. Yeah, that was definitely, like, the, the most outdoorsy backpacking trip that I've ever had so far um, and it's I also I believe the furthest that I've traveled I mean I've been to Britain but I feel like Alaska is further away so yeah. maybe yeah, yeah that was, it was pretty cool yeah alright so um, yeah how do you remember that trip well there's a lot I guess I remember we, we went to visit my good friend, Kat, um, who was working there that summer on an internship. Um, 
and she had a week off and she invited me to come visit her and I brought Jeremy along. I think that was your first time meeting her, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she's um, awesome. And uh, I remember us flying in. We flew in in the height of the summer uh, equinox or the summer solstice or whatever it's called. Solstice. Yeah, that's what it is. And uh, it was it was bright all day. You had 22 hours of full sunlight. Yeah. yeah. And then the other two hours were just like twilight. Dim light, yeah. 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 Um, and um, we went in, we spent a day or two at Sven's Hostel. So if anybody out there is like planning a trip to Fairbanks, Alaska, stop by Sven's Hostel. It's great. Yeah, Sven's Hiker Hostel wow. in Fairbanks is awesome. And um, we spent a little time there. Then, you know, we hit Denali, spent some time in the mountains, which were beautiful. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. So on the YouTube version of this, uh, during this, since I took pictures for this trip, I'll be flashing pictures of Oh, they're going to enjoy that. Yeah, Yeah, Jeremy, I want to say he took over 800 pictures while we were there, and he saved the best of the best for this podcast. Actually, he saved them for his own personal reasons, but now is a perfect time to use them. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we really, there were some beautiful pictures. We got to actually see the mountain, Denali. Um, yeah, Mount Denali. Mm-hmm. We weren't we weren't Mount on itself. Denali itself. We it's, were, also, it's also called Mount McKinley. Uh-huh. For those of you who don't know, Mount McKinley, uh, its original name is Denali. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, white people they like to yeah. change shit up. But we changed it back, so yeah, it's Denali again now. And we actually got to see the mountain, which is a rare experience. Yeah, so that was nice for us. But yeah, there's there's lots I could say about our time there. Um, <laughs> peanut butter tortillas. Oh my god, I forgot about those. The Lord's greatest mashed potatoes. Oh yeah. Fucking. I want to save some for some of the other questions. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, I remember that trip a lot, the same way you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, it was my first time flying, so definitely when we when we got to Charlotte Douglas uh, Airport. I was like nervous as hell because like we had to check in, mm-hmm. we had to check our bags, we had to go through airport security. I had my camera in my hand. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine if they had figured out that you were an international terrorist? Right. It would have been horrible. Fucking. I mean, j- Jesus. Um, yeah. So that was the whole thing. Um, and then I think that's actually the largest. It's not the largest backpacking trip I had done uh, up to that point. Um, just by number of days. Um, but it was definitely the most strenuous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the first time that I had like done anything like that, like without the support of like family or anything like that. Like yeah. all of the gear that I had, I bought all of the money that I was using was my money. Mm-hmm. Um, to be frank, you pretty much planned out the entire, like every gear part of the experience. You planned that out for the both of us. Yeah. I had to be very thankful for your knowledge, your survival knowledge, or else I yeah. would have been in a tight pickle. Except for those backpacks. Oh, Lord, those backpacks. Oh, God, those backpacks. We should have done better. Yeah. Well, the problem is we didn't have a lot of money to work with. Yeah. We used, um, like, the cheapest Everest hiking backpacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to get into backpacking, I, I'll, I'm going to make another podcast about, like, getting into backpacking. But if you want to get into backpacking, Everest hiking backpacks are not the fucking way to go. They hurt. 
they're like they're just they're bad uh get an osprey if you get an osprey and do the warranty you'll always own an osprey because they'll just always repair it or replace it and they're great backpacks they're amazing backpacks three hundred dollars up front and then you have them for the rest of your life It's, it's like why not do it but anyway um yeah so i was nervous about all of that stuff but then once we landed in alaska like the air was cooler and a lot less humid uh than it is here and it just i don't know standing around like walking around the airport waiting for cat to get there it was just like i just relaxed i was like i'm here now i'm in it there's nothing i can do about it now and it was such a cute airport too it was like it's so small it's such a contrast with the actual state of alaska i've actually looked it up because i was curious when we went there they have a lot of private airstrips at that airport yeah yeah it's weird it's a really weird airport um I guess it's like it's we, 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 did, we flew in on a jet like not a bush plane but some people were flying in on bush planes yeah. so yeah I just to more, give you an idea of what it was I like I saw more turboprop fixed wings there than I have at any other airport mm-hmm. um, but anyway yeah so all of that I was super nervous about that but then after you know after we were in it we got to Sven's Hiker Hostel and started doing our shopping and planning out the rest of the trip. Mm-hmm. It was great. And then I was actually excited about the flight back because, like you said, taking off and turbulence, they're fucking awesome. Yeah. It's um, fun. I love airplanes. Yeah, airplanes are great. Um, so, yeah, I remember it very much the same way you do, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your favorite part? Oof, my favorite part of that trip. <sighs> There were a lot of funny things that happened. Really, really funny things that happened. Um, so, I, I am I am going to tell this story. Um, the, the funniest thing of all that happened while I was there, I think it's now my favorite memory from the trip. At the time that it happened, it was the worst thing that happened to me. <laughs> but I look back at it with such fondness, and it's that... I think for the first few days when I flew in, I don't know, I was feeling like kind of grumbly and I was like in a bad mood and it all culminated like halfway through the trip when we were at um, Riley Campgrounds. No, we were already in the mountains. Oh, we were? For the culmination. Oh, 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 oh. I was Uh, thinking of something completely different. I mean, yeah, there were other sucky things that happened, but um, I was trudging along. (laughs) It was cold. And then we got to this, we were, we were along the mountain, we were trying to get to a new camp spot, and I stepped in a puddle of mud, which I had been trying to traipse around most of the mud. And then I stepped in one thinking that, oh, well, it's no big deal. My shoes are gonna get a little muddy. Let me just get over it. It's mud, there's grass, it's wet, it's cold. Just deal with it. But when I stepped into this small, seemingly innocent spot of mud, my I sank all the way up to my knees in it. <laughs> and that fucking sucked. The first words out of his mouth. He stopped, he sank, he stepped into it, obviously stopped moving, sank into the mud, and like regained his balance so that he didn't fall forward. And then the first fucking words in his mouth, I will never forget. He like, he put his arms out and he looked up to the sky and he was just like, is this f- 
fucking real? <laughs> it was hilarious. And then when I tried to get my feet out too, the mud sucked the boots right off of my feet and I had to pull them out of the mud and they yeah. were they were just caked in mud and I I hate mud. I hate being dirty. I hate that kind of stuff. So it was awful for me. And then I had to stand in my underwear, uh, change clothes. I think I only had like one clean set of clothes left or something like that. Yeah. I was just, oh. It was it was ass, but when I look back at it, it was really just like the best w- thing that could have happened because I feel like it flipped a switch after that, and I was like so much more grateful for the rest of the trip, and I was yeah. just so much more at ease and so much more relaxed after I got my ass blasted by the mountain. Yeah. So it was nice, and it's it's hilarious. It was just utterly hilarious. It was like it was like why me? How could this happen to me? Yeah, but, but it did. Huh. It, it was all awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, so that was definitely one of my favorite parts of the trip. Mm-hmm. But my favorite part was actually when we got back on the. So, if you don't know much about Denali, there's one road that goes through Denali National Park, <laughs> and um, you take school buses. Literally, they're just school buses. So there's two types of buses. There's but there's hiker buses, and then there's day trip buses. So when you get bussed into whatever unit you're going to be camping in or hiking through that day or night. Um, You take a hiker bus in. When you're coming back out, you can take a hiker bus out or you can take a day trip bus back out because they go all the way to a certain stop. I think the Ileson stop. Mm -hmm. And then they come all the way back to the Wilderness Access Center, which is the the entrance of the park. The whack. The whack, yeah. Back to the whack. Back to the whack, exactly. So anyway, when we came out... um, we waited along the road. A bus came, a day trip bus came, and it had, as its driver... What was his name? Was this amazing old man named Ken. Uh-huh. And there's this very narrow, steep part of the road called the Polychrome Pass. It's nerve-wracking, and it takes a lot of skill to actually drive a bus around the thing, because um, it has this one hairpin turn. On one side, it's a, sh- uh, a sheer wall going up. Mm-hmm. On the other side, it's a sheer cliff going down. Yeah, honestly, I'm convinced that the bus drivers are wizards, because even while sitting on the bus and experiencing it, I could not believe it was happening. Yeah, yeah, it was it was insane how, they, how he pulled off that turn. Um, but after we did that... Uh, this this is just some just a thing that that particular driver Ken did. He had everyone in the bus raise their hand. I think it was our left hand. Mm-hmm. It might have been our right hand. One hand, and he said, "Repeat after me. I survived." And we all said, "I survived the Polychrome Pass." We all said the Polychrome Pass with Ken. <laughs> <laughs> so I have that. I actually I kept a journal uh, the entire time, and that's actually written on one like scribbled on one of the pages. Uh, because it was amazing. Yeah. I survived. Uh, that year was his last year. I, uh, so he's not there anymore. Um, I'm glad we got a chance to ride with him, though. Yeah, no, he was great. That whole bus trip, that, that was my favorite part of the bus trip. But that bus trip back was my favorite part, even though we were fucking starving because we hadn't eaten anything that day. Mm-hmm. We, I think we had some, like, tea or something. Um, but we hadn't eaten anything that day. So we were fucking starving, but still, that that trip was that that part yeah. of the trip was my absolute favorite. Yeah, now that I think about that, it really the bus trip was awesome. Yeah, coming around the bend, and, and you got some good pictures on the way back too, right? Yeah, I got a picture of. I'll put it up right now in the video. Mm-hmm. I got a picture of Caleb looking all Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> um, what was your least favorite part of that trip? 
Well, that's an easy answer. I know you were expecting it to be the boot thing, but that's not my favorite part. But the easy answer is the fucking mosquitoes. The hundred million mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. My God. My God. I, I, I don't have words for it. <laughs> there were just so many mosquitoes. I feel like I had a beard made of mosquitoes. I must have gotten a hundred bites on my face. Uh, the mosquitoes were god awful. Everything else was lovely, but I almost I almost would rather have seen a bear than had to deal with the mosquitoes. Really? Yeah, almost. Which is that this I forgot to mention that there was a little something that was setting us on edge before we got on the trip because before taking the trip, my friend Kat, who had been in Alaska for a few months oh, now, God, was like, was like, yeah, there's a few safety things that we'll have to go over when you get there because, you know, there's bears. But it's fine because they never attack anybody. And yeah, as long as you have your bear spray with you and as long as you follow the right safety procedures, which you will because you're not a total dumbass, everything's going to be okay. And then a week before we got there, she called me and she was a little upset because... At her work site, at, at oh. her at her work site, Pogo Mine. Yeah, the first bear, at, fa- fatal bear, the first fatal bear attack, and I want to say over ten years happened at her job. Yep. And this, and she was just telling me how safe it was. Yeah. So. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we. I was pretty fucking scared of the bears when we got there. Huh. I didn't want to deal with the bears. With the bears. <laughs> yeah. But we didn't see any bears while we were hiking. Not at all. We did see bears on the bus ride back. We did. Yeah. We saw cubs and everything. Yeah, we saw a mama grizzly, I think it was, with cubs. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so the mosquitoes. Yeah, the mosquitoes were bad, man. There's. Yeah, we landed. We landed, and there were mosquitoes at the fucking airport. We got out of the airport, and it was just instant mosquitoes. We got to Sven's. It was even worse. Mm -hmm. And once we were out in the park, even fucking worse. Um... But no, all of that, that was not my least favorite part. My least favorite part of the entire thing, this is going to be cheesy. My least favorite part is that we didn't have more time to spend there. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were about to say the end, and I'm like, oh, come on. No, no, no. It was, yeah. just, it was that we more didn't have more time to spend there. We, we had a week. We only had three days in Denali. Yeah. Um, I took 10 days off of work. And they got fired almost immediately afterwards. Um, worth it. Totally worth it. Um, yeah, it was just that we didn't have more time. I wanted to go explore more stuff, take more pictures. I really wanted to spend more time in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the mosquitoes sucked. But to me, they were just like a part of accepting the fact that we're just going to have to be. It's it's it's, no, it's true. You, you had to accept the suffering. It was a little bit of embrace the suck yeah. for me. So, yeah, it didn't really bother me that much. Blood sucking. Yeah, literally embrace the suck. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, That's a thing that gets a lot of hikers and backpackers, actually, is dealing with fucking mosquitoes and just insects in general. They're horrible. I mean, I'd never... I'd never been so bothered by pests the way that I was during that trip. I didn't realize that they could exist in such plentitude... (laughs) <laughs> and that they could come at you in such swarms. Like, when they said, oh, there's going to be mosquitoes, I was expecting to have to swat, like, one or two off every few minutes. Not have to swat 20 off every few seconds. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, what about that trip will you always remember that you haven't said already? Uh, well, yeah, because that's one part was really memorable. Let me see. What other parts can I remember? 
I remember. <sighs> this is like this is hard to describe because it's literally just the imagery of the mountain. But I remember this one part where we were walking and I looked out over the mountain and I saw the expanse of it. And I could see like to the left of me where the mountain was starting to go up, you could see ice caps forming on it. And then like spread out below me was all this like multicolored moss. It looked like a deciduous forest in the autumn time. Oh yeah. And it was like orange and red and like different colors. But then there was also like green areas and there was like a little stream and it was it was breathtakingly was that beautiful. Looking out over the um the tech. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were by the North Fork of the Teklanika River. Um yeah, that was beautiful up there. Yeah, it was absolutely gorgeous. And I think that's the stuff that's going to stick with me forever. It's just the, the the quiet times, standing or sitting, and just looking at the mountains and the terrain, soaking up that good nature. That yeah. stuff is going to stick with me for the rest of my life. And you can, you can look at pictures all you want, and the pictures are gorgeous. Um, but you never quite know what it is until you're there in it. And it's like, wow, yeah. I'm here. And to me, honestly, that that trip was a huge payoff because Kat is my oldest friend. And um, we'd known each other ever since we were 12. And we'd always wanted to take a trip to Alaska together. So that was like the culmination of like a lifetime of longing and desire and dreams and things that I was starting to wonder if they were even possible. And then all of a sudden, and the trip did happen suddenly. I didn't expect it to happen either. Yeah, no, yeah. When uh-huh. Ka- so when Caleb proposed this trip to me, or when he asked me to go with him, uh, he was like, oh, by the way, it was just, he completely random. He was like, oh, by the way, you're going to Alaska with me. And I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, yeah, you're going to Alaska with me. And two weeks later, we were in Alaska. So yeah, yeah. it happened fast. Yeah, yeah. Caleb had to buy, I didn't have enough money for the trip. Caleb had to buy my plane ticket for me, which I'm very thankful for. Um, I still don't know how you found those tickets so cheaply. I don't know either. I I remember looking for them, but it was like, I just found them and I was like, oh my God, this is cheap. I got to buy this now. And I just did. (laughs) Um, Yeah, something that I'll always remember about that trip. That's definitely that. Coming up over that, on that last day when we were on that ridge line, Mm -hmm. coming up over, we had that other mountain you know, out in front of us to our right. I guess if you're like, if, if you were looking at the mountain that was directly in front of us, the north fork of the tech was down to our left. Mm-hmm. There was still ice sheets uh, from the winter um, up to like just behind that. Also kind of to the right was the, the Alaska range mm-hmm. of mountains, the north side of the Alaska range of mountains. Um, yeah, it was, I guess it was, I guess it's the west side technically of the Alaska range of mountains just fucking beautiful mm-hmm. it was absolutely fucking beautiful out there um I'll just always remember like feeling like uh oh shit like this is what photographers do mm-hmm. so I took my camera with me to take a lot of pictures of this thing I wanted to document it I wasn't into video then I didn't have the nice Sony camera that could do video I had this cheap Nikon camera that I got for free Amanda just gave it to me um, oh, that camera has memory, so. Yeah, that camera is such a terrible camera. But anyway, um, yeah, I had this, you know, little cheapy camera with me, but I was out 
in Denali National Park taking pictures of mountains and the rivers and you having your your mishap with the boots and I mean all of that stuff so yeah that feeling like once we were out there especially that last day on that ridge line I pulled out my camera and I just started taking pictures of everything around me one of them is my background on my on my uh, screen right now you can't see it because auditions running I have seen it before but yeah I was just like I pulled out the camera on that last day there after we ate breakfast or whatever mm-hmm. and or second to last day one of those doesn't matter and I was like holy shit like I'm a photographer like this is what photographers do yeah they go out do these ridiculous trips spend tons of money tons of time they get one great picture out of it and you got at least I got a 50 couple. great pictures I got a couple but there's one picture in particular that I'm really proud of it will be up on the YouTube video right now as I'm talking about it um but yeah, there's one particular there's one picture in particular that I'm very proud of, um, and that whole trip. I mean, that whole trip was amazing. Mm. Let's be honest, that whole trip was amazing. But that picture was so worth like the pain and suffering. Is it the one of Cat sitting on the mountain on the rock? You and Cat uh-huh. sitting up. The the tech is down in front of you. Oh, and us doing our heroic pose. No, 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 no. no. Oh. You guys are sitting. On some boulders. Okay. The tech is down in front of you. Kate's, I think Kat has like her water bottle or her life straw or something in her hand. You're sitting behind her and the range of mountains oh, is up yes. behind uh-huh. you. The clouds have a bunch of attitude. I brought in the, cro- I brought in some like shadows so that the rays of sun are just shining on you guys. Yeah, it's, it's so epic. I love that picture. Oh, I guess that, that's another thing that I will say. I just had to slip this in there. Um, I love the video game Skyrim. And I felt like while we were in Denali, it was like being in Skyrim. That's what the feeling was, just without the magic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that entirely. Um, Do you want to go back? I absolutely want to go back. Someday, yes. Yeah. Easy answer. I absolutely want to go back, and I'm going to go back. Mm -hmm. I don't have... I I don't know when. I don't know when. I don't know how, but it's going to happen. It's absolutely going to happen. I can't not go back. We need like a, a 2030 reunion. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't not go back. That that there's too much to do. Mm-hmm. Alaska's huge. Yeah, Denali National Park is we, the size of Rhode even, Island. Uh, we we didn't even get out of our little square, did we? No. So we were in Unit Six and Seven, uh-huh. and we didn't. We barely got into Unit Seven. Yeah. We hiked straight through Unit Six because Unit Six borders the road. Yeah. Um. And then we spent two days in Unit 7, and we barely touched it. There's so much to do. You could spend years out there, honestly. You really, Yeah. I mean, the park rangers go back every single year, and a lot of them haven't seen all of the park. Mm-hmm. They've probably... It doesn't matter if, whether or not they've been to all the units. There's just so much... The whole thing is the size of Rhode Island, like I just said. Yeah, it's, it's massive. <laughs> Huge. Um, so, yeah. Definitely going back to Denali. Definitely going back to Alaska. I just want to fuck around Fairbanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Even Fairbanks was nice. There, there was some cool stuff in Fairbanks. I remember, um, let me think. I, I remember us going to that little diner. Sam's Sourdough Cafe. Uh-huh. Yep. Getting bloody meatloaf. Oh, it was good. Not bloody meatloaf. It, not, it, was, it wasn't bloody, bloody, just bloody as in the British uh, interjection, which I shouldn't be using, but still do. So, yeah. yeah. Getting meatloaf from Sam's Sourdough Cafe. Yeah, that was... Oh my god. 
Um, it's very satisfying. Was that before we went to Denali or after? That was before. Okay. That was before. That was the day before we went out. We shopped. We got our groceries. Uh, then we went back to the hiker hostel, threw all our groceries in our tent to be uh-huh. sorted later. Went back into town, ate at Sam's, then went to Beaver Sports. Mm-hmm. Then we did something else. We fucked around for a little while. And then we came back. Then after we were back from the park, we went back into town on bikes. Yes. Cat uh, got her hair cut. Um, and we went to that Guy Fieri restaurant. The barbecue yeah. place <laughs> and spent an obscene amount of money. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That was awesome, though. Totally worth it. Delicious. And we just, yeah, we just walked around Fairbanks or biked around Fairbanks and it was great. It's just a good time all around. Yeah. Still sad we couldn't bring the bear spray back with us, but. Yeah, well, I mean, we left it at, at, the, at the hostel. Yeah, hopefully someone made good use of it. Or hopefully someone didn't make good use of it, because if you have to use your bear spray, you're probably in a pretty sad situation. Yeah, you're not having a good time if you have to use bear spray. Um, that's another quick thing on bear spray. Know how to fucking use it. Like, if the if the wind is blowing from the, like, from the direction of the bear back toward your face, you're not using your bear spray. Like, try to skirt around the side of the bear to change the wind in your favor. Or just don't. Just don't even try. It's not worth it. You're going to get covered in it. The bear's going to fucking eat you. If you ever hope to survive a bear bear encounter, you better hope that bear isn't an airbender. Yeah. A bear bender. A bear bender. <laughs> um, so, do we have anything planned for the future? I don't have any sp- specific plans. I don't either. But... The spirit of adventure is still within me. Yeah. I've said on the podcast, I've said on the vlog plenty of times that I want to do the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. Um, have you done the Grandfather Mountain Trail? I've certainly been to the Grandfather Mountains. or I've been to Stone Mountain, I want to say. And I think also Grandfather Mountain. I can't, I can't remember. I was really high. <laughs> oh, is that when you went with us? Is that when you and Uh, Anthony and me went up to Boone? No, yes. We were also in the mountains, but that wasn't the Grandfather Mountain Trail. No, that was the Profile Trail. No, but I spent a lot of time in Stone Mountain. I don't know if I've been to Grandfather Mountain. It's certainly something that I need to do. It's certainly something that I could do today. Yeah, the Grandfather Mountain Trail is super fun. It's like two hours away. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, you need an entire day, though. You need a whole does day. it rain tomorrow? Yes. I think it rains tomorrow. Yes, it does. So you need a whole day. Go up the Grandfather Mountain Trail. It goes to a ridgeline, and then I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, uh, at the top of that ridgeline, it crosses over and it backs up to the profile trail. Can we tent there? No, you can't camp there. We're not allowed to camp at any part? No. Oh, let's do it anyway. <laughs> they send out rangers. God fucking damn it. Yeah. Plus, it's cold as shit up there right now. Um, anyway, but yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything planned. Nothing planned, but definitely, definitely wanted want to have another adventure yeah. soon. Um, yeah. I've always wanted to go to the Amazon. Yeah. I feel like that's something that's... That's going to... Something like that would take a lot of planning. A lot of preparation. I mean, you don't just want to gallivant off into the amazon you're gonna die <laughs> yeah yeah you won't have a good time not the least because of the tropical disease tropical diseases and parasites but all the other dangers in the amazon I mean, it's the fucking amazon but still yeah 
yeah that would be fun that would be super super fun um i mean i want to travel all over the place but within you know close reach of me definitely excuse me definitely the appalachian trail Mm -hmm. at some point um yeah you don't have anything anything super anything planned no i don't have any plans i live day by day yeah yeah same all right you've been listening to sidewalk confessionals happy listening and have a nice day.